a novel I read years ago, Samuel Beckett novel, where one of the, the characters talks about sort of three different kinds of laughter. One of them is sort of laughing at things that aren't good. One of them is laughing at things that aren't true. But the laugh of laughs, the best laugh in the world, is laughing at things that are unhappy. And there's probably a certain level of that in Northern Ireland, a kind of a laughing at things that are bad. I'm Lily Percy, and this is Creating Our Own Lives, Cool for Short, the podcast where I ask people to think through how they shape their lives. And hopefully by listening, we learn how to create our own. This season on Cool, we're talking about humor as a tool for survival. And as a proud Colombian, humor is something that I've had to use every single time a Narcos, Pablo Escobar, cocaine, or drug mule reference is made to me about my country. Don't get me wrong, some of these jokes are funny, and some are even true, but they still don't get at the complexity of what being Colombian is. If you're from Northern Ireland, you can definitely relate. I'm just as guilty of stereotyping. All of my knowledge of Northern Ireland, Belfast specifically, comes from tragic movies about the IRA. Until I visited there last summer and spoke with Mark McCleary, I had no idea how complex and Colombian their issues are. So, Mark, what's your middle name? What's your full name? It's, uh, well, see, that's, that's part, of, part of Belfast humor. If you ask people their middle name, you can tell if they're Protestant or Catholic. Really? Oh, from yeah. the middle name alone? Well, from the name alone. Yeah? But, yeah, it's William. William. And, uh, what would that tell me? Uh, Protestant. William of Orange was the uh, Protestant king who came over and won a victory in 1690. And they've been marching about it ever since. Oh. So uh, <laughs> it's not too many Catholic <laughs> Williams around. You know. So what's a, a Catholic middle name? Padraig. <laughs> <laughs> or Seamus. Or, uh, Seamus, okay. You know. That's so interesting. Yeah. So um, the whole idea of the series is humor as a tool for survival. When, when I say that to you, you know, how does that play a, a part in your life? I think, I mean, I think a lot of the story of Northern Ireland, particularly, you know, for people of my generation who grew up through the Troubles is humor was a way to survive and laughing at things that probably you shouldn't be laughing at, but it was a way of actually getting through the next day. Mm. And that's, that runs kind of right through, you know, a lot of, a lot of writing, a lot of, you know, there's comedy routines, there's people who've made a living out of telling the same joke about Protestants and Catholics for the last 30 years. And, you know, they're still being paid by the BBC to do it. It's, it's kind of... <laughs> what are some of those jokes? Because I don't know them. Do you know, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even go the, that low to, you know... <laughs> to repeat them? <laughs> People just need to look them up online. Well, it's, you know, it's, it's very basic. I'm sure there's routines around the, the how do you tell if someone's Protestant or Catholic. And it's two questions in Northern Ireland. And the first one is the name. You can generally tell by someone's name. And if that fails, then... Number two is you say, so where did you go to school? Because our school system is segregated. So within two questions, you can pretty much work out, mm. you know, but there's, there's other black humor around it, you know, about, you know, like, are your eyes too close together? What? Like, yeah. Like, you know. What does that mean? Well, it's one of those like ridiculously, you know, slurs that have come up on one side or the other. So Protestants would say, oh, Catholics, their eyes are too close together. It's like, because they're inbred? What is the uh, idea? Who, who knows where it comes from? But that's the, you know, there, there is that level of, of humor that is run. Th- is it, if it's even humor, you know, I don't know. Like, there's a novel I read years ago, a Samuel Beckett novel, where one of the, the characters talks about sort of three different kinds of laughter. One of them is sort of laughing at things that aren't good. One of them is laughing at things that aren't true. But the ultimate kind of, the laugh of laughs, the best laugh in the world is laughing at things that are unhappy. 
and that, that's how his character describes it. Mm. And there's probably a certain level of that in Northern Ireland, a kind of a laughing at things that are bad. So how, how has that been uh, significant in your life? Is there an example that you'd give that humor has really helped you? Um, I mean, I think, I think a lot of people probably generally use humor as a way of surviving through, through school, through things like that. Like for me, I wasn't one of the, the biggest people in school and you know, I'm a kind of, I'm a lover, not a fighter. So <laughs> I, I find it's very my, apparent from you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my way of surviving was, was basically by, you know, making people laugh mm. in school. And normally the people that I, that I made laugh were the kind of the rugby players, the kind of the big, strong people. And then, you know, I thought that'll get me through mm. and hopefully that'll keep you safe. Yeah. You know, I don't know if rugby is big enough in the States. It's, it's kind of like American football yeah, for, yeah. for men. You know, there's no, no helmets, no pads. <laughs> American football for men. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> so, so those are the kind of people that I wanted to make laugh, mm. you know, as I was coming through school, it was just kind of. Do you, you remember know. when you realized that you were doing that, you were making them laugh? Uh, I, don't, I don't even know if it was a conscious. No. Thing. I think it's only looking back that you realize. Yeah, you know, yeah, that that's why you were doing that's what it. That's I was doing, you know, playing the fool, you know. Mm-hmm. And I guess there is a, a sort of deeper, you know, I come from a Presbyterian tradition, which is pretty dour, it's pretty boring. Mm. It doesn't deal with emotions. And, you know, looking mm. back, you know, I'm sure my, if I ever went to therapy, that the therapist would have a field day with, with all of this. But it's it's that kind of almost using really bad humor as a way of, talking about the emotions that you don't talk about within Presbyterianism. Mm. You know, it's like the, the old joke in Presbyterianism used to be, why do Presbyterians never have sex standing up in case somebody mistakes it for dancing? Because that would be worse, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, so it's not... Yeah. And that, that Presbyterian joke's been around for 100 years. It's still not that funny, but it's probably about the only one that they have. So, you know, you got to embrace it. And that, exactly. that's my culture. That's my upbringing. So you got to go... Yeah. So in your family, like that was laughter <laughs> something that was often happening or does it sounds like probably not? Um, I, th- I think, you know, that's for me, my role was always the kind of the joker at the table, oh. the kind of, and you know, that, that was probably my way of surviving because I'm probably the, the black sheep of the family who's come away from the, oh. that kind of Presbyterian mm-hmm. evangelical tradition, tradition yeah. whereas most other people in the family have stayed within it. So I'm kind of looked at as this sort of slightly dodgy liberal into that kind of, you know, ecumenical stuff up at Corimila, you know. It's like <laughs> Not to be trusted. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> you know, without saying it, you know. Yeah. So humor is a way you diffuse that. Yeah. It's, mm. a, it's a way of getting through those, uh, those long Sunday lunches. <laughs> so um, how does humor connect you with your spiritual life? It's something that you find... Um, I think, uh, you know, part of my journey is coming away from a very, a very rigid rules based kind of religion to the point of thinking the God that I want to interact with is a God who has a sense of humor Mm. and seeing the madness within the, the kind of traditions that I came from, being able to laugh at that has kind of helped release me from even like the Irish kind of saint tradition, like half the Irish saints were completely mad. You know, the, <laughs> the stories that come down, you know, they set their fingers up. One yeah. guy used to set his fingers on fire so he could read holy scriptures at night. There was always so much fire. What's you know, up with the fire? I mean, yeah. one of my favorites is uh, St. Kevin. So St. Kevin came to Glendalough, sort of south of Dublin in about the 6th century. And apparently one of the 
local local ladies took a shine to St. Kevin and one day in the field I asked him to come and lie down with him and St. Kevin was so horrified that, that he jumped up, you know, and she was trying to pull his clothes off. So the naked St. Kevin ran and then rolled about in some <laughs> nettles, which covered himself in nettles, holy ecstasy. And she's st- and the naked form of St. Kevin was still so attractive to the lady that he had to pick up some nettles and start beating her with the nettles, at which point she immediately repented and became a nun. And it's just like, what is that about? <laughs> you know, but we tell that as a story oh of, of a wonderful saint. Yes, you know? I hope there are no illustrations of the story. <laughs> this is insane. But, you know, it's, it's full of stories like that. Yeah. You know, that's, and so how can you not laugh at that when you hear it? You have to, you know, it's, it's kind of, if you didn't laugh... You know, you'd cry. It's the old one. <laughs> you know, taking taking that sort of through into the the Northern Ireland context. You know, Seamus Heaney has this famous poem of talking about the troubles, basically saying, "Whatever you say, say nothing." Mm. As a and that's a, a kind of defense mechanism that that people had throughout the troubles. You know, don't raise your head up, don't say anything. Mm. And the one way we could say anything was by by using humor, by using very dark humor mm. to get through it, and other people could relate to that kind of dark humor within that context. Hmm. So um, what does humor give you that you find nowhere else that you're grateful for? I think just the, there's nothing better than something that just gives you that real belly laugh of, Mm. you know, it's like a freeing thing. You know, it's such a, it's a whole kind of body experience. Mm. You know, I'm being a Protestant Presbyterian, I only learned a couple of words of of Irish. I did some Irish classes recently, but I love the way the language describes mm. emotions and things like that. And, it, you know, if, if you really get into it, so like when you're angry, it talks about almost like the cloak of anger mm. was upon them. And I imagine it's the same with laughter, that it's like a cloak that you put on, you know, that almost surrounds you. And I love that kind of imagery that you can get out of the Irish language even when you can't speak it, when you have other people who can, mm. you know, give you those insights. It's just it's a lovely way to describe it. Mm. And I think, you know, laughter just does that sometimes. It just wraps itself around you. You can kind of like snuggle into it and go, that's what I needed, you know, after a really horrible day. Just embrace that and enjoy it. It's lovely. Thank you. You're welcome. Everybody applaud for Mark. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. Okay, they'll never use it. It's fine. Mark McCleary is a writer, radio producer, occasional gardener, and my brother from an Irish Protestant mother. He's also the head of communications at the wonderful Corimila community of Northern Ireland, where I recorded this interview. Creating Our Own Lives is produced by Maya Terrell, Chris Hegel, and Trent Gillis, and is an On Being Studios production. You can listen and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you download podcasts. And leave us a review on iTunes. It matters more than you think. I'm Lily Percy. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.